let's stop and think for a few seconds. Let's think about a few mysteries that we encounter in our everyday life, but do we question them? For example, does anyone ever question how interesting it is that dogs are able to learn any language and they obey? However, who teaches the birds how to sing? Who teaches the birds how to build a nest? Or does anyone ever question the purpose of life? Look at the timeline of a human being. Look how they're born. They grow up. They get married. They have kids. They grow old. And then they die. Isn't there more than just that? Think about that. Does anyone ever question a dream? For example, you wake up, you remember the dream, and then you ask, what comes next? What does it mean? What must I do? Question that, because I find it really interesting that a dream can impact an individual to a point where they'll never forget it. Think about it. Ever question how someone can recall a dream from many years ago, but they can't recall what they did the day before? Interesting, right? Well, that's one thing that I want to talk about because if a person received a dream that was so relevant to the time that we're living in right now, this present age, the things that are happening in this world, are you capable of sharing that dream? Are you capable of not caring what people think? Because that message, what you saw, can impact another person to a point where they can change their acts, they can change their belief, they can change how they think. Because ultimately, that's what I'm trying to do here. I'm being led to give information so people can think. I don't do this for money. I don't do this for belief. I could care less if people believe me or not because I'm being led to give this information out there so that people just think and question the things that are happening in this world. Let's continue with sharing the three dreams that I had in 2018. The first dream that I had was in January or February. It's a dream that I remember and I can recall so well because it's just crazy to think about. So, in the early months of uh, 2018, I recall I had a dream where I was in Egypt. And it started out with me being with a terrorist group. And we were just looking and circling the pyramids. And after that, I recall entering the pyramid. And as soon as I got into the pyramid, I recall seeing artifacts, hieroglyphics, descriptions. And I knew that I was in some type of museum because how everything was set up. And as I was walking with the group, suddenly there was a young gentleman that appeared out of nowhere and called me over. 
And so when I followed him, he was leading me to a door. And once we went into the room, he showed me a golden tomb that had descriptions, that had hieroglyphics. And as I was fascinated and I was paying attention to what I was seeing, I remember that I looked back to him to ask him a question and he immediately just said, welcome home. And I was surprised because I didn't know what that meant. Fast forward. In the middle of the year of 2018, I had another dream where I was blown away with what I saw because I didn't know in the beginning if I was in a different country or if I was just in my home. So as I was exploring this dream, I recall that I first started out being around a lot of snow. I was with my stepdad and moments after I realized that I was dreaming, I took the time to tell my stepdad that we needed to take a walk and enjoy what was being placed in front of us. And I remember that everything was different. The walls of the buildings, the policemen, the people, nature, the park, everything felt like I was in a different country. I wasn't used to the country. And so, as I began exploring, I remember taking a walk through the park and realizing the snow being all around. They were on trees, they were on buildings. And for some reason, at one point, I recall being very cold. And I asked my, uh, my stepdad if he wanted to start a bonfire. And as we did, we went under a building. Somehow there was an opening under a building. And we started a bonfire and more people joined us. And as more people joined us, more information was being brought to our attention about where we were and how the things were in that country. Moments later, I awoke. After I awoke, I didn't know where I was. But for some reason, something told me that I was in Berlin. Fast forward. In the, at the end of 2018, I have another dream where I was standing in an open area. And as I looked around, all I saw were huge buildings, a lot of people and a lot of lights. I can compare it to being in the center of Times Square in New York. And as I was fascinated by what I was seeing, I realized that there was a bench in front of me in this open area. So I decided to sit down because I just felt a little exhausted. And as I approached the bench, there was people sitting on the bench and around the bench, but there was an opening. There was an available seat in the middle of the bench. And as I sat in the available seat, there was an Asian gentleman that was sitting across from me. And he asked me if I was from there. And for some reason, I just said, no, I'm not from around here. Like if I knew 
and said, I'm from California. And the Asian gentleman responded and said, I can tell, welcome, you're in Hong Kong. And at this moment, I was blown away because I didn't know what that meant. Because I had never been to Hong Kong, I've never been to China. Moments later, I awoke. Fast forward. At the end, this, I want to say, I, I received that dream in like September, October. So in November, I had another dream. But let's recap this timeline. So the first dream was Egypt. I went to Egypt at the end of 2018, which was, which was in December of 2018. The second dream was Berlin. I went to Berlin in April 2000, 2019. Hong Kong, I didn't go to Hong Kong because after, when I got back, from Berlin, I was questioning the third trip. I was questioning if it was the right move to do. I was asking people to see if there was some type of confirmation, but it just didn't feel right. There was things that were coming toward my way that would stop me from going, and I just didn't know why. But then I had another dream about being in another country that was so vivid, and I knew that this was the right move. So there was a turning point. I didn't go to Hong Kong, but in November of 2018, I recall that I was in a dream. I was inside of a car and I was with my father. He was getting out of the car because he needed to open the gate that was underneath the apartment complex so I can park in our assigned parking space. So as he got out to open the gate, I pulled forward and I parked the car. However, my parking space was behind a wall. So as soon as I parked, there was a wall in between the parking space and the gate that I saw where I came from. So when I got out of the car, I recall that I heard gunshots. I was pretty surprised because I didn't know what to do. And so as I walked forward, I saw that there was an, op an open door and I had a decision whether to run to the door and go home or check to see if my father was okay. So I decided to just stay and I wasn't scared, I wasn't afraid. And as I peeked over the wall to see what had happened, the gunman was standing right there. He just approached me and he asked me if I knew the person that he had just shot. And I responded and said I didn't know him. So I lied to him, thinking I was going to get away with it. So he asked me for my wallet. And as I reached for my wallet, for some reason, I opened my wallet because I think I was grabbing money to, to give it to him. And once I opened the wallet, there was a picture, which I didn't know I had, of my father in the wallet. 
And at this point, I was shocked. I was surprised. I was confused. And as soon as he saw the picture, he was furious. He was mad. And he asked, why did you lie to me? Why did you say you didn't know the guy and you have a picture of him in your wallet? I didn't know what to say at this point. So I gave him my wallet. Moments later, he shot me. He shot me about three, four times and I recall hitting the ground. And as he left, and I, I was left on the ground, moments later I awoke. This was a dream that impacted me in a huge way. And I didn't know why I had this dream. So I started to do research because this was, this was different. Um, I, I hardly dream. As I can recall, I don't really dream about my father. And to add a little history to this, I had not seen my father in 22 years. I didn't know if my father was alive or dead. So I was asking neighbors, I was asking friends, I was asking people. And I would explain this dream because I wanted to see and hear their perspectives on it. Because I love to hear what people have to say about situations like this. So people would ask me if if I had contact with my father. And I would tell people I didn't. And at one point it dawned on me that I should open that door and, and look around and ask around. And it was thanks to one neighbor that I recall giving me advice on maybe doing this move. Maybe looking into him. Looking into and see if he's alive or not. <clears throat> so I decided to look into it. I didn't know where he was. My only contact was my uncle, which was living in Spain. So I contacted him and surprisingly, he was living in my state, in my country. He wasn't in Spain. He was in the United States, in Los Angeles. And after I contacted him, it was like everything was set up for me to go. My father was in El Salvador. He was there ever since he got deported 22 years ago. And my uncle was explaining everything about the situation, about the country, about where he's staying, about my uncle having a house there. So as I connected the dots, I realized that this was the move to make. This was the place to go. And so the third destination wasn't Hong Kong. It was El Salvador. Fast forward, what did I learn from this? What did I think about after I went through these, these countries, this experience? I learned three things. Number one, I learned to humble myself. Number two, I learned that I needed to break away from these traditions, these customs, the manipulation, the mind control from the world that I was living in, the things that were taught to me growing up from society, from my parents that were manipulated and were following traditions and customs. Number three, I learned that this was a timeline, a series of events that needed to happen in order for me to see the bigger picture. The bigger picture was to find the source, 
and seek salvation. And you ask, salvation from what? Let me explain. I'm going to share another story to add clarity to what I just mentioned. There was a king that had a dream. And this king woke up from this dream, but couldn't remember it. However, he had this urgency to know. He knew that this was important. However, he didn't know the details of the dream. Now, this king had people working under him that he would pay for their services. And these people were magicians, psychics, dream interpreters. So he asked them for the the interpretation of the dream. But when they asked him what he saw, and they got the re- they got the response of him not remembering, they thought it was impossible. They didn't know what to say. They didn't know what to think because they thought it was crazy that they can retrieve someone's dream and know the interpretation without knowing it from the start. So the king was furious. He was mad. He put so many people in a position that was inexplainable, that people couldn't understand or believe. So he made a decree in the country. He said that he wanted to kill all the people that had some type of spiritual power. So he did that. He started to let his troops know and go out throughout the country and kill people off because of this decree. And they came across a Jew. And they knew that this Jew had some type of spiritual power. And they were going to kill him. And the Jew asked, why are they going to kill me? Because this is this is crazy. Like, I want to know what's going on. And once they mentioned the decree and why they were killing people off, the Jew asked for more time. The Jew felt confident that he would get the interpretation of the dream. And so the troops gave him time. And the Jew prayed. He was praying and praying and praying. And the dream, the interpretation came to him. It was given to him. So this Jew, as soon as he received the interpretation of the dream, he ran to the king. And he told the king about the interpretation of the dream. And the king was listening. And the Jew said that the dream was a vision. It was a vision of a statue of a man. And this man was represented as a timeline series of events that needed to happen in order to see the bigger picture so the dream was more than than what it was expected because the king never realized that it was going to be this interpretation the dream was just so impactful to the king that it blew him away so as soon as he got the interpretation he decided to build this statue 
this 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 figure and this man this idol was made out of gold and there was a new decree that everyone in the country needed to bow down to this idol to this statue of a man however there were three Jews that didn't bow down to that statue and the king was furious he was mad he wanted to know why these three Jews weren't bowing down to his idol to his statue and the Jews said that they didn't believe in it they didn't worship it they didn't want to pray to it because they had their own God to pray to the only God of this world and when the king heard this he was furious and he wanted to make an example of these three Jews so he tossed them in a furnace to be burnt to death in front of all the people however the people were amazed when the fire was set because it didn't touch them it didn't kill them the only thing that it burnt was the rope that was tied around the hands of the Jews and at this point the king was just surprised okay so what do we get out of this story we see that the Jews were saved they were seeking for salvation and they got it now keep that in mind let's think about and question the things that are happening in this world let's fast forward to what we're seeing now if there was a decree that was put out to every human being that doesn't have political power that doesn't have the structure placed in their hands so that they can make moves in order to control people if we don't have that and we're just normal human beings living in a civilized world so they say and we heard that there was going to be a new decree where we needed to bow down by accepting a vaccine by accepting a chip a microchip embedded inside of you what would you do would you do it would you bow down would you accept the decree because if you didn't they will persecute you they will kill you and in those moments of you being persecuted or you being killed who are you going to call upon who's going to save you are you going to be like the Jews and pray to the only god the god of the bible or are you just going to have it your way and think you're going to be saved or not care or just go and bow down this is something to think about this is what the story is meant to say is meant to do so that you can think about it just question it because it's interesting to think about however i don't want to leave off on this note and not talk about the people that bow down because for those people that bow down i'm going to share some information which is a spoiler alert because 
It's the last chapter in the Bible. And in that chapter, there's verses, there's information that speak about this mark, that speak about the things to come. So if people take that mark and bow down, that mark is called the mark of the beast. And these people will eventually be killed. So there's no way out of it. There's no way to cheat death. What will you do? But I pray for you all. I love you all. And in Jesus Christ's name, or like the Jews say, Yeshua HaMashiach, in his name, I pray for you all. I really do. Think about it. Connect the dots. Be blessed.